This drink, I like it. I know, it's great, right? Another! What is going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Film on Tap, where we've got the tap that never runs out. As always, I am joined by my wonderful co-hosts, Nancy and Andres. Of course, it wouldn't be a Film on Tap episode if we didn't have technical issues before. <laughs> <laughs> you you folks them. don't get to hear or see that, but let me tell you, it is something. <laughs> it is and something. it is long. And, and it, it was 48 long... minutes long by yeah, this point yeah. now. It was not. That's great. what she said. <laughs> uh... 48 minutes long. That's a That's a long time. That's yeah. that's a good that, that's, that's a, a good, good performance. Say. I mean, she you said it wasn't great, so. Take well, it I mean, don't put words Sorry. in my mouth. <laughs> your own words. We, in your own don't mouth. put you. Don't we, you dare we put don't, my own words in my mouth. You shut we your mouth. We don't know. To me. Mouth we don't know what Tom does behind closed doors. So you know, let's just. Well, apparently Nancy thinks I'm a piece of shit that doesn't make his bed, and apparently treats women like. like okay, listen. Housewives. You're a man on the go. Okay. That I understand that. What do, what do you mean? I'm a man on the go. Like you wake up and you're like, I gotta go, and so there's no time. But for like, bed. what about me? Screams man on the. <laughs> man on the go just your demeanor you doing shit well yeah i'm doing shit but doesn't mean i don't have time to take 30 seconds to make a bed damn you make your bed in 30 seconds that's pretty good yeah man, i got it down it's efficient i, I feel like now you're your i don't bed recall when the last like time shit. i made my bed no, you know was. you know this probably because jen makes it for you no <laughs> none of us do oh, wow. <laughs> You, know, you, know, I was you really should have just lied and said yes. I was really tempted this morning. Like when I first woke up, my bed looked like a travesty and I should be, I, I just wanted to take a picture of it and just be like, I'm just going to leave my bed like this today. Cause this is apparently what I do. <laughs> also for reference for people watching and listening, I just did a survey to see who actually yeah, makes yeah. their bed in the morning. Yeah. Uh, apparently she assumed that I did not because apparently yeah. I'm a man on the go. He's a man on the go. <laughs> I'm a man on the go. He's <laughs> rushing to go see Gran Turismo. That's what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's Andres' way of saying hurry the fuck up. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we've got a fun anyway. show for you today. We got plenty to talk about besides uh making beds. So definitely you know, stay tuned here. We've got a few trailers to talk about, and we've got, of course, Gran Turismo to talk about, which Andres already hinted at already. Um so so let's jump in, people. We got a few big trailers that uh, hit this week. Uh, first of which, well, this one I think hit last week or so, and that was the trailer for Zack Snyder's new Netflix movie, his big blockbuster Netflix film, Rebel Moon, which is basically like his version of Star Wars or what it looks like, lightsabers and all. What did we think about this trailer? And apparently there's like a, a director's cut already in the works for this one. So <laughs> prepare for like a five-hour cut of this movie when I <laughs> Whatever. At the very least. And, and this is the part one of two. This is going to be a two-part movie, so buckle in, people. Right. But what did we think about this uh, this first trailer? How about you, Nancy? Okay, thank you for telling me it's a part one of two. I constantly do that where I don't know. It said it at the end of the trailer. Very pissed. <laughs> okay, maybe I didn't last till the end of the trailer. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just shut it off immediately. Okay, is this based off of anything, or is this just Zack Snyder's brain? Nope, this is original. Like, well, no. original, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that's the part where i'm not really into like this seems kind of like bargain bin star wars a little bit it does look visually nice but i don't know it just like you said it kind of seems a little bit like a star wars ripoff and also Zack snyder's fans have kind of ruined Zack snyder cult. for me yeah they become a cult so now every time just I hear like Zack star snyder, wars fans yeah. no no <laughs> 
not the same. Yeah, it's like I don't have to you, watch a. I feel like Zack Snyder has become cut. like Taylor Swift, where if you say something yes. bad about him, like everyone on the internet comes after you. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. And I don't want to watch a four-hour cut of anything ever again in my life. It's too damn long. Three hours is pushing it. So the fact that he already has a director's cut. Yeah. No, I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. Take, take it, it back. No take thanks. it back. <laughs> no thanks. Visually uh, looks great. We shall see. Not, uh, I'm sure it'll be fine, but not high hopes. I'm not high hopes. I, yeah. You heard it here, I, not high hopes. It's not going to be great. <laughs> All right. How about you, Andres? Well, I mean, if you can see some of the stuff in the background that I have, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I will say I'm a, I'm, I'm a big fan of Zack Snyder in general. I'm a fan of his version of Dawn of the Dead. I'm a fan of Man of Steel. I really liked his rendition of Watchmen as well, too, despite there being certain things here and there that I wasn't necessarily in love with. But watching this trailer for the first time, I just kind of went, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just not impressed anymore because I saw it and I was like, this looks like, this looks like star Wars crossed with Dune. Yeah. But in, but in a way that's shot less, less interestingly, if that makes any sense. And it also just feels like it's, it's, it it, it feels like this is the movie that Zack Snyder would have made had he gotten permission to do a star Wars movie. But because um, basically I, I think the story goes that, Snyder had pitched this as a Star Wars movie where he's like, oh, this would not involve um, the Skywalkers, but this would be a hard R-rated version of Star Wars if you guys ever went for it. And apparently Lucasfilm was like, hell no, we're not going for it. And he's like, fuck you. I'm making it myself. I'm making it over at Netflix. He pitched this, but it kept getting shot down, right? That was the story. Yeah, that's pretty much about it. And so far, I'm like, you know what? If it comes out and it turns out, it's like, oh, this is really great, but so far from everything that's been cut into it so far and knowing the type of storyteller Zack Snyder is where he's very much a visual director and not necessarily um, a story guy, if that makes any sense, unless he has a great script, but who knows? We shall see. But so far I'm just kind of like, eh, eh, it looks okay. (laughs) All I have in my head is George Lucas going to sue somebody. <laughs> I mean, there, there's absolutely what looks like a lightsaber. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can look. You could dress up a pig all you want, but it's still a pig. <laughs> He's like, it's a laser sword thingy. It's a fucking lightsaber. <laughs> it's a saber made out of fire. Yeah, but I mean, it looks cool. I'm not gonna lie. It looks like a cool lightsaber. It looks better than the Ahsoka lightsabers. I'll tell you that much. No, no. Um, no don't don't go down that route. I'm just saying, it's a story for another day. I look. I'm just don't saying, go down that saying. route. I haven't seen um, it yet, but oh no. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm probably the one who I think is probably looking forward to the this the most out of the three of us. I'm like, when it comes to Zack Snyder, I'm just he's just very hit or miss for me. Like. I like his visual storytelling. I think he really knows how to direct a movie and how to direct action sequences. And I like his vision. This I like original ideas. And even though this does seem like kind of like a Star Wars ripoff, it's at least something new. And it's the start mm-hmm. of like a new potential franchise, which, you know, could be exciting. And I like what I'm seeing. The cast is great. The story looks like it has the potential to be interesting. The action looks fantastic, which is not surprising. I just don't know if it's going to be any good. I mean, it's just with, with Zack Snyder, it's like either I will love the movie. I will <laughs> think it's okay. I'll think it's aggressively mediocre. I'll fucking hate it. Like I've I've been all over the map with Zack Snyder. 
So I really, I kind of go in with cautious optimism anytime I see one of his movies. Um, but I'm cautiously optimistic for this one. I mean, the fact that he's already announced that there's a director's cut, that also rubs me the wrong way because it makes me feel like maybe he thinks that this one isn't going to get received well because, you know, things had to get cut out or something like that. It's giving me bad, like, Justice League kind of vibes. So hopefully we'll see what happens. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, surprisingly. I actually went into this trailer thinking it was going to look terrible but i was pleasantly surprised by how much i was like okay i think i'll watch this one and i've kind of avoided a lot of new netflix movies recently just because most of them yeah. are just from mediocre to just awful um but this one actually looks <laughs> like one i'll stream so i'm i'm cautiously cautiously optimistic for this one i don't know it it could go either way i and, and i know where you're coming from where it's like you know already he has a director's cut but the thing is, Snyder has always kind of delved into that territory. Like, if you look at um, Batman versus Superman, I mean, like, that was one where, you know, he had to do something where it's like, you know what, you make the cut for the studio and then you make the cut for yourself. So, honestly, I I, I think I, I, I think we're, we're in a little more safer hands on this one because Netflix is letting him do whatever he wants. Yeah. But at know. the same time, it's like, you know, they let you do whatever you want, but you still decide to do a director's cut. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the fact that there's already going to be a second part, I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then but, apparently but, there's going to be a video game too. Like it's going to be yeah, a whole thing. Oh yeah. I heard about that too. Oh my yeah. God. I think I'm, I think I'm a little bit less optimistic than maybe other Snyder fans out there just because like, army of the dead i hated the way he shot that movie and like that movie could have been so much better um, yeah and that was on netflix you know where they gave him free reign to do whatever he wants so including being yeah. his own cinematographer yeah. which was like, like oh my god detriment oh, no. because they let him do too much i mean that's why i think that movie was so hard to watch because it had such a shallow depth of field and it just hurt your eyes the majority of the time you're watching it so i'm yeah. kind of hoping the cinematography is just a smidge better that's like someone one. which <laughs> that's like someone being their own lawyer like just don't Pretty do much. it <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's just not great um but anyway yeah. I, i'm cautiously optimistic it could be great could be awful we'll see when it hits uh netflix i think in december i think is it's it's coming yeah december december will be part one and then um part two will be in april i believe gotcha that's yeah. interesting welcome to film on tap where i'm nice. always kind of unsure about release dates and andre's confirms them for me <laughs> that's pretty much that's like the main thing i rely on him for in the show and 99 percent of the time he he knows the dates Ninety-nine <laughs> <laughs> i didn't say that i didn't Gosh. say that <laughs> Slight little margin of error. Yeah, there you but go. <laughs> anyway, we're going to move on to some other trailers, some, I think, better trailers. And the next trailer is one that I was so excited just, just to see any footage of. They could have shown, like, two seconds of nothing, and I would have been like, woo! <laughs> I, <would've, laughs> I legitimately would have just gone apeshit, and I would see it anyway. Um, and that is the teaser trailer for David Fincher's The Killer, uh, which stars Michael Fassbender as an assassin who is uh, on this journey that may or may not be personal, where he's killing a bunch of people and going on this journey of his own i can't wait for this fucking movie i can't even hold back what i think about it It just this is such a great teaser trailer david fincher knows how to make a good teaser trailer the soundtrack's amazing fast bender looks great the cinematography as per usual looks phenomenal so crisp and so beautiful i cannot wait this looks like right up fincher's alley and a nice return to form after mank which lulled me into a nice nap um so <laughs> i'm looking forward to this one greatly i can't wait november cannot come soon enough what do you guys think let's start with andres on this one oh 
David motherfucking Fincher <laughs> with a comic book adaptation starring Michael Fassbender and about an assassin. Book? Yep. It's a, it's a graphic awesome. novel. So, yeah. And, and it's one of those things where Fincher is one of those people where he's he, like, I, I think he was I think he was one of the um, I think he was one of the few directors, um, the director shortlist to direct uh, The Amazing Spider-Man when it came out. And apparently his pitch for Amazing Spider-Man was so out there and crazy that Sony said, want a traditional spider-man movie we want him in the suit and fincher is one of those people that he loves the indie scene in terms of comics and in terms of the graphic novels and for source material like that and knowing exactly how visual he is and just knowing that he has the book on his side as like as like a base point that's that honestly everything about this trailer so far in terms of the visuals and in Mm -hmm. terms of just getting someone like a uh, fastbender on board with this, like fastbender, I think is one, one of those actors that people forget how good he is when yeah. he pops up and stuff, because like, Oh my goodness. Like I, I forget what, um, like he was automatically like one of the best parts of like Prometheus and the Ridley Scott movies and all that other stuff. And apparently he had, he had actually shot all of Prometheus with also, um, a very like like his normal uh speaking american voice type of thing but then he wasn't sure him and ridley scott weren't sure if they wanted to do him with it with uh was called with um the peter not peter sellers but uh god lawrence of arabia i'm blanking right now i've not, i've only had four so hours what, they had sleep. to shoot everything twice yeah they shot everything twice with like two different accents from him and apparently he was pitch perfect on the other accent they just went one way with it so yeah, I don't. I don't think they'll do that with this. But God, knowing that 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 that's the talent that David Fincher has on his side, I am so fucking looking forward to this movie, and it looks so good. <laughs> yes, Nancy, care to chime? Yeah, I have to echo everything you guys are saying. Also, give me fucking Rebel Moon to go first on Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys stole everything I was saying. I woke no, up looked- and chose chaos. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh, no, I again, I echo everything you guys are saying. I think it looks great. Um, and this is how you do a teaser trailer. Yes. Talking to you, the maestro freaking. And what's funny is that they did similar things where they were saying like kind of one line or something similar over the visual of it. Mm-hmm. And this I, this is such a way better teaser. teaser. And this is how you do it. So I yeah, this actually made me excited to see the movie so very good oh yeah nice and so, fun fact you know this is like his uh david finder's reunion with the screenwriter of seven which makes me even more oh, excited right. well so, well well actually the funny thing is someone on twitter had brought this up that um andy kevin walker is the screenwriter of seven but apparently andy kevin walker and fincher had have been working together in behind the scenes and many different things but infamously enough one of the things that andy kevin walker actually did was he did a um uh was called he did a uh touch up on fight club on the screenplay but because of, of the wga but because of the wga arbitration at the time they basically didn't consider him like like it was like the rules is that you have to have more than 50 or 60 percent of the script in order to in order to get credit for it at least at the time and then what ended up happening was fincher thought it was such bullshit oh, that oh, they yeah, couldn't credit this, yeah. him 
yeah, they, he thought it was such bullshit that they couldn't credit him. So there's three detectives in the movie. And then he names one of them Andrew. And then he names the other one Kevin. And then he names the other one Walker. So literally when it pops up in the credits, he has his name in the credits. But it's just in a very weird way. And I'm like, yeah, for okay. a movie so as awesome. chaotic and anarchic as Fight Club is, it's just like, oh, God, it's just it's just perfect. But again, the screenwriter for freaking seven yeah. and stuff like event horizon, this is going to be fucking amazing guys. I can't wait. <laughs> yes, I can't wait. And honestly, like this is one of those. Cause I, cause I, if they just announced that, uh, they're putting Scorsese's new movie killers of the flower moon, like in theaters, like wide. And I know that the killer is going to be playing in a limited run before it lands on Netflix in November. Like this would be a movie that like, if it's playing like in the city, you know, by me, like I might actually go out of my way to see it. That's how much I love David Fincher. And I would just want to see it as soon as. Oh, possible. Oh, I mean, honestly for, for, for both of those movies at the very least, I'm definitely going to try and make an attempt to go see it. And the fact that, um, that killers of the flower moon is actually going to get IMAX screens as well too. Yeah, that's crazy. That's, that's awesome. But it also shows you exactly how much the strike is affecting everything where people are like, eh, maybe we'll save some of our best stuff for a little later. <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, like literally we get this teaser trailer and then now today, <laughs> we get another teaser trailer for another huge director's new movie. We have a new Michael Mann movie hit in theaters in December called Ferrari, which stars Adam Driver as Enzo Ferrari, the founder, the pioneer behind Ferrari. We got our teaser trailer for this. What do we think about our first look at this new Michael Mann Ferrari movie? Nancy, you get to go first now. Go for it. Ah, fine. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't think I'm it. as excited about this movie as you guys probably are. Um, I just think it's funny that Adam Driver is sticking to like Italian, entrepreneur, <laughs> Italian entrepreneurs. I thought it was interesting. You don't really hear him talk until the end of the trip. <laughs> again, why? Again, like, you step into like, a car, you step into me. <laughs> Do we not it's watch good. House of Gucci, guys? I'm hoping that it's like a little dialed back. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, no, it do really does have a house of Gucci feel, which that part of me is like, oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I feel know, like Adam I'm... Driver's Italian face is like the mopey face where he's like, yeah. <laughs> yep. exactly. I feel like every time I see him in Italian movies, like, <laughs> oh, you're holding on. <laughs> and I don't know, it's like I'm trying to take him seriously, and I just. <laughs> And he's like great he's, in other things, but yeah, he's this, like, I'll see anything he's in. So don't get me wrong; it just it makes yeah, me laugh. Yeah, no, I agree. So we'll see. I'm curious if we're we're getting a bunch of we're going to get a bunch of like car movies now because of Gran Turismo. But I don't know. I guess it looks good. We shall see. From the teaser trailer, it looks fine, but it does have House of Gucci vibes. It does have the Gucci vibes. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Father, son, house of Ferrari. <laughs> Come on, you know I had to do it. Yes. Grow up. <laughs> um, uh, how about you, Andres? <laughs> as as one of the as one of the few people that actually really does enjoy House of Gucci, just because of how awful it is. Oh, it's such a bad movie. <laughs> It's so bad, but it's one of those things where, like, every time I watch it, I can't help but just not take my, not take, not take my head off the screen because everything that's happening is literally happening. Take yeah, take take my eyes, take my Wait, head, what whatever. I said take my, head. my head off the screen. <laughs> yeah, always, always with the fail with the failed analogies. <laughs> but um, 
But but the thing my is head was that glued to the screen. my head was glued <laughs> to the screen. But I'm just imagining Andre is like, <laughs> oh, yeah, because he's a bobblehead yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, but um, but but the thing is with this teaser, like again, it's very much a tease. But who knows what the quality is going to be going forward? Because Michael Mann has not had the best track yeah. record as of late, and I, I can't recall what what his last movie that was in theaters was was it black hat black hat black hat with chris hemsworth that was terrible Oof. yeah oh my god and 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 to give you how long it's been since he made that i moved the, the really year hasn't made anything since yeah no no the year that i moved to freaking la which was almost about 10 years ago was was uh was the time when black hat was coming out so who know who knows uh Everything I keep hearing about the novel that this is based on is that the novel is freaking amazing, and it's something that really does deserve to be told on the big screen. And But in terms of what I'm seeing right now, I'll give it a chance. It's also from the same um, the same cinematographer who shot The Killer is actually shooting Ferrari as well. Oh so the, the cinematography I know is going to be freaking fantastic, but... Let's see if they can actually pull something out. Like I remember going into um, the 2013 movie Rush and kind of thinking that was going to be just meh. And I walked out and that was probably one of the, yeah, like it's absolutely fantastic. And they absolutely made that rivalry and just sort of, you know, the racing seem a lot more dangerous than it's ever been portrayed. I mean, like even in stuff like Days of Thunder, like you're kind of like, okay, like, you know, it feels more romanticized more than anything else. Whereas you really feel the i mean especially with stuff like gran turismo as well you really feel the consequence of what could go wrong when certain things and there's little hints in the trailer that definitely do give that vibe as well so cautiously optimistic i'll go see it but michael mann um i public enemies didn't uh really disappoint me and then before then so many things have disappointed me so i will say cautiously optimistic yeah i mean I'm I'm just always pulling for Michael Mann because I love the way he directs movies and his best movies are some of the best out there. <laughs> I mean, Heat and Collateral are just two phenomenal movies. Oh. Um, even The Insider is really solid. Um, and I actually enjoy Public Enemies. I, I think I actually rewatched that relatively recently. So that 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 was actually it's one of my more <laughs> underrated great. picks. I'm I'm in Public Johnny Enemies. No. Yeah. yeah, that's a Johnny Depp one where he okay. uh, plays like, uh, Dillinger. I like that one. Yeah. That was a good yeah. one. It was it was it was it was okay, but um. You know, after this is all done. It? Yeah, I'm a background extra in Public Enemies. Wait, are you really? Can <laughs> yeah. we see you? Oh, you gotta let us know what's Give me the timestamp. Like, I'll give you the timestamp. You like your elbow or like part of your face? You just see my face for like a split second and then it's gone. Oh, man. <laughs> it's, we, we, gotta, we gotta find you. Anyone out there, watch Public Enemies and yeah. <laughs> try to tell us when in the movie he is so we can watch out for yeah. it. <laughs> more fun if you don't know what timestamp it is it's it's very hard to tell because he did shoot that digitally which did not look good at the time that i can agree on um, that, that's like that's like my favorite thing because i was i was working on that set back in 2008 and then i was working back over at the movie theater and i'm like oh i'm in the and they're like wait where are you and i'm like 
Oh yeah, right there, right there. So yeah. yeah so there let me you just go. squint my eyes. Maybe I can find myself. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to. I love a good teaser trailer, and this one I think does a good job with like the car engines and having them rev at the right times, and the little bits of, that we see of driver as Ferrari. He's looking intense. He looks like he's gunning for that Oscar nomination. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping Michael Mann can have a return to form. I think Neil Blomkamp finally had his return to form, which we'll touch on in a bit. Um, so I'm hoping that this could be the year where Michael Mann gets his return to form as well. I'm pulling for him. I love Michael Mann. I want him to make a good movie. I'm hoping that this is it, and this is his return um, to the main stage, so to speak. So hopefully it's good. Again, cautiously optimistic like Andres here, but we shall see when it hits theaters uh, in December. But speaking of Neil Blomkamp, let's talk about the main event here, people. We saw Gran Turismo, which has been in theaters the past couple weeks. Uh, there's been tons of early screenings, too, before the movie came out, which, you know, obviously shows that Sony is confident in the movie, and I think after seeing it, I know why. Um, so we're going to be talking spoilers about Gran Turismo. So if you haven't seen it, uh, definitely don't watch or listen to the rest of this episode <laughs> until you have. Come on back and then, you know, uh, see our or listen to our full conversation. So let's talk generally about the movie like we always do, and then we'll dive into spoilers. So uh, Nancy, we'll start with you. What were your like overall thoughts of uh, Gran Turismo? I feel like I was probably out of the three of us, probably the one that was the most excited to see this. Now, when I say the most excited, oh that's still a low bar. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like Jones in to go see this movie, but I thought it would be good. Um, no, it was great. I thought all the racing sequences were perfect. Um, I think that the lead actor, whose name I unfortunately can't remember, I think he was great as well. David Harbour, for me, carried this movie. Oh, yeah. I think he was fantastic. His character me. really reminded me of, uh, reminiscent of Vince Vaughn's character in Fighting With My Family. Kind of has the, like, he's the expert. He's the one who takes him under his wing. And then, you know, he's grouchy at the beginning of the movie and doesn't want to do it. And then eventually he's cool with it. Um, so I really like that. Um, I will say I feel like it took a little bit uh, for me to get interested in it. The very first parts where it's more the gaming part and they're uh, trying to make where, that exciting. Yeah. <laughs> well, they try. I feel like they try to make it exciting as if it were as exciting as actual racing and it just didn't work for me. So once they got into the actual racing part of it, I felt like that's when I was like, okay, very invested. And very realistic crash sequences uh that was like holy crap i was not expecting that so mm -hmm. overall i think it was it was a fun time i would highly recommend this movie if you like sports movies i would say it's a pretty straightforward sports yeah. movie so if you're into those go see it i guarantee you'll like it all right not very nice very nice how about you andre yeah i mean uh for myself um I wouldn't call myself the biggest Gran, Gran Turismo fan. Um, I remember back when I got my PS2, Gran Turismo 3 A-Spec was, I was so addicted to that game for, for months on end. I mean, that was probably like just rewatching certain sequences in the movie. It just kind of made me go, oh, all right, awesome. I recognize that. I recognize that. Oh, and then, and then there's the moment where they pop up in Germany and then they literally start off the text where they're just like, it's it's one of the most dangerous tracks. I'm like, oh, God. I got like mental flashbacks of playing that and trying to get my S license in Gran Turismo. So I was like, oh, oh my goodness. Like, like for me, having lost touch with that game over 
over 10 or 15 years ago. And then all that just starting to come right back in. I'm like, oh, you know what? They did a really great job in terms of melding the old with the new with this. But I will say this movie is, I mean, Neil Blomkamp directed the hell out of it. And the cast, I think, all around is great. There's not necessarily a weak link in the cast for me. Um, the main lead uh, who played, uh, his name is Joan, Joan, Jonas, I think. I think it's Yo, uh, Yo, Yo, Johan. <laughs> Wait, are you talking about the character name or yeah, the, the actor's name? The character. Jan. Jan, yeah. We got there. Yeah, no, they, that's totally I, I, not I, I a know, web browser window that you're looking at. Totally I, not. I'm totally yeah, trying right now. Totally not. Your face just got brighter because there's sun outside your window. <laughs> yeah, at 9 p.m. right now. Well, now they know but, it's 9 p.m. Oh yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, but I think I think overall, Blomkamp did a really great job with the script. I mean, with with just the visual representation of this um arbor as well too was definitely the standout for me in terms of what his whole arc is but really the kid i mean archie i don't know what his last name is sorry man but yes wasn't it like matiqui or something matiqui yeah there you go wow shock i remember that one there you go (laughs) yeah no he was yeah he was great and um we're not talking about him enough i feel like he was really good and, the, and his we voice kind of took a little while to get used to. <laughs> yeah. Like that he literally awesome. sounded like I, he should be like narrating like a nature doc. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it looks like he should, he sounds like he should be 40. Yeah. Like that voice Maybe, coming yeah. out of that face. It was like, what? Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I thought uh, he was great in the movie. Oh yeah. No, he was fantastic as well too. And, um, Di- um, uh, Diamond Hansu as well too. Oh, I, I thought so I thought he really underrated in terms of an actor, but also in terms of just what his role in this is as well. Yeah. He brought but, the waterworks, bro. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, like we're like we're talking about Orlando. I mean, Orlando Bloom. They finally <laughs> let Orlando. Yeah, he finally let or like Hollywood finally let Orlando Bloom age yeah. in one movie. It's like okay, all right, that's he fine. Very much reminded me of like. Looks wise, Tommy Wiseau for some reason. Like I don't know, well, he was just giving me Tommy yeah. Wiseau vibes because he was dressed in all black and he had the and long hair. hair. Yeah, it was like greasy kind of. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Turner finally aged. Oh yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, I think they did a great job with the cinematography on this as well too. The use of the drones is fantastic. So. Yeah. I, I thought it was a very different take in terms of a sports movie or an underdog movie where you kind of have somebody who really shouldn't be there and really is kind of out of his league in terms of the experience. But they you just can't help but just love this character right off the bat and get attached to him and then cheer for him as all the things are going right and then just be so totally down and depressed when things are absolutely going wrong for him. So... Absolutely, I think this was a great time, like Nancy said. So, yeah, I, I, I definitely would recommend this movie. And his mom was Ginger Spice. Real? Oh, oh my god! Wow, that's crazy. Fun fact: people crank it out of parties. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, honest, I feel like maybe out of the three of us, I think I went in with the lowest expectation, just because I remember when I first saw the trailer for this movie, I was like, ugh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I remember. Mm-hmm. I was like, please, God, why? I was like, other than David Harbour, I was like, I have no desire to see this movie. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> another video game movie. 
and then Gran Turismo. I was like, oh, come on. I could give two shits about racing, <laughs> like racing <laughs> games or whatever. Um, but not only did I kind of have my expectations completely wiped away by the time this movie ended, but I actually ended up like getting the game and just starting playing it. And I was like, oh, I was like, holy shit, this movie won. <laughs> I was like, this movie won. I literally went home the and I got marketed. <laughs> I got marketed hard. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't until I saw the thank you for your purchase from PlayStation. I was like, fuck, they got me. <laughs> like, shit. Um, now playing the game, we were just like, oh, that's in the movie. That's in the movie. Yeah, you can definitely like, see that they like, because there's a lot of great visual cues that they put in the movie that are like mm -hmm. straight out of the game, like certain intros or little graphics and stuff where I was like, oh, wow, right. they really did kind of like honor the visual style of the game, which is really cool. Even even the sound of the game, too. Like there's yeah. the moment where you see the red light, yellow light, and then the green light. In the countdown and they use exactly the same sounds from the gran turismo games and again like i said i i fallen out of place with that game over 10 years ago and i'm like oh that easily connects with me with gran turismo so yeah i i think also blumcap knew he had a he had a, a tough mountain to climb with this in terms of getting people back on board with this. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I pretty much echo your guys' sentiments. I mean, I really think the racing sequences are phenomenal, like way better than I could have anticipated. Blomkamp really knew what he was doing when he was filming those. I mean, I do feel like I really wanted more drone videography. I just I know it's in its infancy right now. Like we've we've gotten like tastes of it in certain movies, like you know Michael Bay's Ambulance. Uh, this film it's even popped up in some Netflix movies as well, and it looks so cool when it's done right but i still feel like filmmakers don't quite know how to utilize it just yet because sometimes we'll see like maybe a three second shot that's clearly from a drone that doesn't do anything or go anywhere where i think they just threw it in there because they thought it looked cool but i think if we can get more extended shots with a drone i mean you can accomplish so many more complicated shots way more easily with a drone than say with like a big camera setup so like you could tell they were utilizing that for the racing sequences and it became super immersive and i love that uh, i think the performances across the board are fantastic i think david harbour is just one of the most likable actors out there he can make any role work i thought he was great i thought he was not only an inspirational character but i really liked his relationship you know with our main character jan uh, i thought they had a really great dynamic and also this movie was surprisingly heartfelt i did not expect it to really get there emotionally but like we kind of hinted at with uh han su's character there's a, a couple of scenes where he like broke me where i think he like was talking to his son about like how he never really understood his obsession with this game and wanting to become a racer and then kind of like letting him know how proud he was of him and he's like breaks into tears i was like jesus i was like i didn't expect this i was like i didn't sign up for waterworks i was like what is going on here but then it goes on even further when all of a sudden he shows him the helmet and he shows him the sticker yeah, from from his down. soccer team and it's like oh my god like they planted that so well in the second yeah. act that you're just like okay i wonder if that's going to come back and then all of a sudden when it comes back you're like oh man all right all right this is great <laughs> yeah it just, i was like it's just so well done like and that whole relationship was great too um but i think i really enjoyed that the movie wasn't afraid to get a little dark especially when like he inadvertently Oof. kills someone when he gets into this kind of like freak accident during a race which i did not expect at all and i was i was like yeah. shocked the movie went there but i thought it was a great way of showing that yes this is someone who's out of his depth sometimes there are things that are out of his control and it just shows you how dangerous this sport is because it really wasn't his fault it was a freak accident it could have happened to anybody and there are consequences to being a race car driver it's not all fun and games um so i th i would really enjoy the fact that the movie explored that and i thought it was handled really well and maturely mm -hmm. yeah i think um 
first of all, the first thing I thought of was why the fuck would you sit there? Like that is so dangerous um, as a spectator. Oh yeah. You know, this when they're sitting like right on yeah. the like curb. Um, but definitely when he crashed and you see someone walking up to him, I was like, Oh God, someone must've died. Cause there's no way what him landing there. Um, and the fact that they actually showed the impact of him crashing just, Ugh, it was awful. Um, but I think also, Tom, what you were saying, like, it does remind you how dangerous the sport is. Even when his, uh, I forget the guy where he was from. Was he from Germany? The other guy he was racing, um, he crashes into a wall and immediately his car just bursts into yeah. flames. And you hear Jan panicking and being like, is he okay? Um, and thankfully he climbs out the last second. <laughs> but they're wearing these suits where it's like, okay, you're going to wear this because if you do crash, chances are your car's going to catch on fire and we don't want you to die. And, you know, all these other things that just remind you like, oh man, this is like life or death every time you're out there. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I got like anxiety when whenever they would show the drivers getting into the cars and just strapping themselves in, it just like looked like they were trapped. Like that's yeah. how like, like you have like these yeah. bars that you have to like slip over that are like there at the Roll door. Bars. And then you have to like, like just, it just looks so enclosed and so claustrophobic. And then you got the helmet on top of that. And just like, I don't even know how I would breathe in that thing, let yeah. alone drive at that speed for that well, long. <laughs> and the well, fact they, that they have to detach like their steering wheel too before they yeah. even, when they're getting in and out and the tires yeah. aren't even on until you get out because they're going to like, you have to preserve them as much as possible. Crazy. It's like crazy. Yeah. And, and then also just even talking about that moment of anxiety too, at the very end during the last race, when the pit crew is working on his wheels and then the bolt falls oh, out and you're like, oh, always carry a spare. Oh. <laughs> Scary spare. Yeah, and, and and it's so funny because at that point in time, like the pit crew is giving him a hard time, like, oh, it's different without a joystick, right? And then all of a sudden, because of, like like them giving him so much shit for being a gamer, and then they're professionals at this and they don't know to always carry a spare with them because yep. they because like he he was what in third place, and then all of a sudden, within a split instance, he they lose all all that track and he's back in ninth and you're like oh my god yeah yeah I, I mean this has nothing to do with the movie just racing in general how do they like okay so you go off to your pit crew how did they get back where they were now, there's literally just like it's kind of like merging onto a highway like it's kind of off mm -hmm. to the side and you see him like take the road down and then it just merges onto the the racetrack gotcha mm -hmm. okay so they're like they get to go back where they were yeah, it's like, you know, yeah. getting off at an exit and then getting back on the freeway, basically. Okay. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Just curious. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh -huh. Totally knew that. Yep. <laughs> Listen, if you played as much Gran Turismo as I had back in the day. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Oh, my, God. <laughs> oh, oh, my word. Well, like, uh, really the only thing I can think of that was kind of like a big flaw for me is just I, the movie's. The, one of the most predictable movies I've, I've seen probably all year. It's just, it's very by the numbers, very formulaic. Like, you know where the movie's going to go, what's going to happen to certain characters, you know, who's going to start bad and end up good. Like, it's just like, you know, every little beat. It's luckily one of those movies where the journey's better than like the ultimate destination. But just, I really kind of wish the movie would have veered a little bit off that track, you know, pun intended. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I just, I wish that it was a little bit more unpredictable. Well, I think, uh I mean, I think it's kind of hard to do that when it's based on a true story 
ish. Um, I will say I think sports movies, that's how you know when it's a good sports movie, that even though you're pretty sure where it's going to go, you still have that adrenaline pumping and you're still excited about it. It very much reminds me of um, one of my favorite movies about running. Because when I was in high school, I ran cross country and I would always watch Prefontaine before <laughs> I would do my races. I've seen this movie probably like 10, 15 times. And whenever it's the scene where he goes to the Olympics and he's racing, my heart starts pounding every single time as I'm watching it, even though I know exactly what's going to happen. And I think when it's a good sports movie, they can do that to you. And I feel like this movie did that. So I feel like they accomplished at least that portion of it, even if it was predictable. Yeah, and, and I think they were able to, to you know, definitely throw a little bits of unpredictability in there. I mean, in terms of, in terms of the fact that um, he does win his qualifying race, and then immediately Orlando Bloom's like, now let's think about this. Do we really want that guy representing us? And you're like, oh, hell no. I knew that was coming. I knew that shit was coming. Oh, <laughs> I was see, like, this guy is into marketing. He knows that, like, you know, Jan's too shy. He's not great on camera. I'm like, I know where this is going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and shout out see. to his uh, competitor who is on Never Have I Ever on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's great. He's really good in it. Gotcha. But I mean, I will oh, say, yeah. though, I fully expected him to pick, like, the, the guy who was better on camera. Uh, and then have David Harbour, like, basically just kind of, like, fight it and then ultimately get his pick. But I'm glad that they literally just ended up picking the guy that won. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> because yeah. it's, because it ultimately it defeats the point if this entire yeah. thing is you're like, oh, we could take anybody and make their dreams come true. It's like, wait a bit, but are, are you really going to do that to to the underdog or are you going to do that to the to the guy who's kind of a little full of himself? I mean, even though he does have the skills to back it up, yeah. you know, who's more hungry for it at the end of the day as well? But but ultimately, also at the end, when you just watch him, you know, he's awkward at first with like his fans and all that other stuff. But then as the movie goes on, he does get a little more comfortable and he does get a little more, um, you know, he grows into it. So that mm -hmm. so that just kind of shows you exactly it's like, you know, maybe he wasn't the first choice right off the bat. But, you know, at the end, yeah. I think they all did OK. It's like into yeah. the spider verse like it's like the suit will fit eventually, eventually. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. also, those are fine well, yeah. <laughs> also some fun facts uh because craig and i were looking it up afterwards so apparently he wasn't the first class of um whatever grand i forgot what they call it like grand turismo camp yeah whatever yeah. it's called it was like the third class which i found was interesting and then his crash wasn't until two years after he had won, or he not win, but he podiumed at Le Mans, uh, which also was interesting. So I read that some people were complaining about that, but it's like, there's no way in a movie you can have that crash happen after Le Mans because it wouldn't make any sense. No, like, I think, I think it would be right so stupid, yeah, to do it that that way. So I think, I think that's when you can take liberties in a biopic is that when it makes sense to the movie, all those things still happened. It was just the yeah. order that it happened. And it's, it's a different order, but it's still giving you the feel or the vibe of yeah. what happened way back when the day. And I'm okay with that. I mean, like hell, mm -hmm. one of my all time favorite sports movies, cool runnings is like half of it is true. And the other half is total another bullshit. Like it's, mm -hmm. but, but do we, the, but the only time I think that we should even complain about, a movie not being accurate is when we are bored with it. And I don't think this is the case with them. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, speaking of the crash scene, like I, uh, I think my favorite scene in the movie actually comes after it when um, David Harbour's character takes him out to Aww. the crash site and actually yeah. like makes him get in the driver's seat and like makes him drive. He's like, if you don't drive now, if you don't get behind the wheel now, you're never going to do it. You're going to be me where mm -hmm. I never got back in the car and I'm where I am because of that decision. It's like, I don't want you to, you know, end up and have that same fate. So like that scene was like really sweet and touching. I feel like we can all relate to it too, where like what, you know, what we've all been in a car crash, or at least most of us have, whether we were driving or in the passenger seat. And we always think, okay, well, I'm never getting in a car again. But the best thing to do, as hard as it may be, is to get back in the car as soon as possible so that you can overcome that fear and realize that's not going to always happen and that like it's still relatively safe so i thought that was a really cool yeah. way of kind of bringing the audience in but also showing like the stakes of what he's doing yeah Absolutely. oh my gosh now i'm thinking of the car accident i had 10 years ago where i got hit on my back passenger side and my car went spinning and then Oof. hit a curb and i i had i mean i'm sure i still have health issues for it from it but for so long, you know, I I made myself drive, but for so long, anytime I was driving and there was a car coming this way, I would like immediately tense yeah. up and like do one of these. And oh man, it took forever. So I can't imagine where you're airborne in the air in a race yeah. car flipping, crash into a, a fence and then immediately getting into a car after that. That has to be so hard to do. And, yeah. and also with, with, with the with the morality as well too that because of that crash it cost somebody's life as well and mm -hmm. if if anybody had an excuse to stop or to not continue it was him and david arbor but that's the thing that we like with these biopics is that you know it's 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 watching these characters struggle and it's also watching these mm -hmm. characters even though you know they're going to get over it, and even though you know that oh they're going to get back behind the wheel it's still somewhat inspiring to see that happening um on screen in particular so yeah i mean it still absolutely yeah. works it's a great scene yeah and i will say going oh god no no I was by, all means. by all means <laughs> no, I, was, continue. I was just gonna say no i was actually gonna switch topics that's what it was like i was gonna I'm actually sure. ask you to play us a piece on the piano back there <laughs> play us My a little piece piano. of moby yes your grand i'm piano. rich now guys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was going to say, in terms of, you know, what I was saying of keeping you interested, even though you know it's kind of predictable. Um, I don't know why. Every time they shot to or to the pedals, where it's like, foo, foo, like that was just so good to me, where I was like, yeah, it just like got me really excited for all no, the I race love scenes. when racing movies do that, where they do that and then they show them yeah. like switching gears and stuff. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like, and then, then there's a cut to the pistons. Show, like, the mechanics of the car running. Yeah. Like, do, 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 do. I was like, fuck yeah, let's go. <laughs> yep. Yep. I don't know, it. it's a little shit like that in racing movies that gets me hyped. And I'm like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I wonder if anyone else feels the same way. Yep. <laughs> now I know. You're in good company. There um, you go. But, uh, <laughs> Out of uh, five pints, you know, uh, what would we give Gran Turismo? Chime I gotta think about day. it for a, I gotta think about it for a second. Let me, wait. When have you go? Okay, I'll go. Um, really enjoyed the hell out of this movie. Thought it was a fun time. Um, predictable, yes. Not enjoyable, no, no way. It's it's 
it's definitely one of the bigger surprises of this year so far. So I would say absolutely go in and see this big. I mean, this is one of those movies that absolutely deserves to be seen on the big screen with the best sound as well, too. And especially in Dolby Vision, this movie looked fantastic. So, yeah, I would give it a three and a half uh, pints. Nice. Um, for me, this was the biggest pleasant surprise all year. I went in with the lowest of expectations, left stunned by how much I enjoyed it. I'm going to give this one four out of five stars. Great sports oh. movie. Uh, stars, pints, sorry. I'm going to give it four out of five pints. I really, really enjoyed this movie. I think it's a real winner of a sports movie. Great racing film. Great return to form for Neil Blomkamp. It's nice to see him make a good movie again. Um, and I highly recommend, like Andre said, seeing it on the biggest screen possible with the best sound possible. It's absolutely worth your time and money. It's great. Um, yeah, I was really pleasantly surprised by this one. Also, mm-hmm. have a spare uh, 70 bucks to spend on Gran Turismo as soon as you get home, right? I had that internal fight with me for a little bit, and then I literally realized, oh, no, I've got Spider-Man 2 coming out in like a month. And I, I've got I still that can't believe they're charging 70 bucks for this game that came out like a year ago. That's what I, like, I'm stunned by. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. That's bananas. It is bananas. Uh, let's see bananas um i think i'm gonna give it three and a half pints or as i like to say three pints and a little shot there you go all right you've heard <laughs> it here folks we, we all enjoyed the movie we all recommend it so uh let us know if you've seen the movie what you think of it and what you think of the trailers we talked about the killer ferrari and rebel moon let us know your opinions in the comment section below we of course always want to know them so leave those comments we enjoy them immensely and before we head on out where can the fine people find you guys on the interwebs Let's start with you andres you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Galagost. Uh, I messed it up. You can find me wow. on X. It's you can find me on first. Sorry, Instagram. <laughs> yes. No, no, exactly. no. We can call it Twitter. <laughs> oh, don't say Do X. You. Did you say X? I will slap you. And, he like, corrected will, himself to X. I from this room. Yes, I did. <laughs> we all know what Twitter is. <laughs> yeah, Twitter and Instagram is Galagost. And then you can also find me on uh, the High Voltage Media channel. Um Again, we're having some more content pop up there very soon. Uh, me and Jen just went on uh, the Let's Get Ready uh, podcast, and we did a small little talk with them, and that was a little fun. That was really a lot of fun. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and then you can also find me here. All right. Listening to the races going on outside yes, of Nancy's door. Always <laughs> it's the Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell is You owe me a six-second bike. <laughs> oh my gosh wait hold on we didn't even talk sorry i have to go back we have to discuss his not michael buble what the fuck was he listening to michael bolton michael Michael bolton my my favorite no my favorite line when he was like you take that michael bolton rage and you go and anger and you go and use it on the track (laughs) fucking funniest line okay anyways (laughs) I guess we'll go next. Uh, you can find me at PL underscore Band-Aid on Twitter and Instagram, and I am too tired to say anything else. So Perfect. that is all. Hey. <laughs> uh, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Chattelbash and Facebook and YouTube at Chattelbash Reviews. And, of course, you can find me here on the Film on Tap podcast every other week. So thank you guys for tuning into this episode. Thank you for either watching it or listening to it or maybe both. Maybe you wanted a double dose. That's the best kind of news we want to hear. But thank you for tuning into this brand new episode. And stay tuned for our next episode in a couple of weeks of Film on Tap where we've got the tap that never runs out. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye.
Thank <laughs> you. 